Welcome to the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the official podcast for your favorite indie promotion of all time, that being Maine's own Limitless Wrestling. My name is Josh Nason. On this week's show, what else can we talk about? Dirty Laundry. We look ahead to this Saturday's show, give a final preview of all the matches and happenings. We have a talk with one of the standouts of Limitless this year, the big boof at Desmond Cole ahead of his match Saturday with Brian Keith. We also give some updates about High Strung, set for December 31st in Worcester, Mass. And we wrap up with some thoughts on the brand new AEW world champion MJF, who, of course, is also the very first ever Limitless world champion. But before we begin, a few notes about the show you're listening to. I'm going to call this a little bit of a Frankenstein edition of a podcast, because my good friend and yours, Limitless owner, Booker, and, and Grand Poobah, Randy Carver, he had too much turkey. He went into a tryptophan-induced nap. We recorded a lot of the show prior to Thanksgiving, but of course, as you're listening to this, it's now December. So we didn't want to scrap the thing all together. So I cut up what we had, I added some things, and here we are. So for example, when talking about full gear in the MJF segment I referenced last week, because that was actually two weeks ago. So through the through the magic of editing and so on, I think uh, I think I got something that worked. And also, we did record an Ask Limitless segment before Thanksgiving, but I want to save that for one of the next two episodes as we lead into High Strung, because we actually got some more questions that we're going to add. So we're going to answer questions, add questions, and all that stuff for uh, an episode that's going to come out in the next couple weeks. And finally, we did, when you do listen to that, we kicked off the podcast with a Thanksgiving conversation that I do want to save because I thought it was really good. And we're going to save that for the Ask Limitless segment that we'd run in a couple weeks. So all the housekeeping out of the way, let's get to the main event, a preview of Saturday's Dirty Laundry with myself and the man himself, Randy Carver, right now on Limitless Wrestling Podcast. So first, let's go over some of the official particulars for Saturday's show, as we always do, that being how many tickets are left, uh, under 100 as of this recording right now. And obviously, by the time you're hearing this, there's not going to be enough time to ship them in the mail. So if you order them on LimitlessWrestling.com backslash tickets, they'll be available for you at the door. You can always bring your proof of uh, proof of purchase uh, for backup, but they'll be waiting for you at the door as of this point. And if for some reason you can't make the show, I suggest you do. But if for some reason you can't make the show, just go to IWTV where the event will be streaming live and it'll be available on demand shortly after that, uh, per always, per usual rather. So yeah, that should be pretty good. And this show overall is is going to be a good one. And I say that about all the shows. Of course, we always say that, right? But this is a, a good card. We're going to run down uh, everything uh, right here. Starting out with this uh, a, a wild match that will be the main event of the night. When this was announced, this was kind of one of those those uh, holy shit moments. Not necessarily because it's a you know major new addition to the Limitless Raw story. You know, first time ever star. But holy shit, when it comes to the uh, the level of violence, I think, that people are going to expect in this one. And not only is it a, lem- uh, a level of violence, but it's going to be a level of violence for the Olympus Wrestling World title. As Ace Romero's open challenge continues, and who decides to knock on your door, Randy? Five letters, one meaning, that being violence. Slade. Ace Romero. Slade. No DQ. Limitless Wrestling World title. Dirty Laundry, December 3rd. What more can you say? Yeah, this one could get a little messy, Josh. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> we've seen Romero really up the ante before in matches where the rules are thrown out the window. I can think back to the couple battles with AR Fox. Uh, one Anything Goes match, one Fans Bring the Weapons match. Uh, Romero, no stranger, even this year. Uh, we saw him and Alec Price collide, I believe it was back in February, with uh, 
you know, any anything goes stipulation on that as well. But uh, never has he been in the ring with someone like Slade, I would say. And Slade, the last time we saw him uh, nearly sending Manders to the hospital back in May, a, a gruesome matchup in which he choked him out with handcuffs to finish it off. And uh, Slade, we haven't seen in quite some time. So uh, I'm interested to see what he brings to the table here with Romero. And the open challenges, we talked about it. And I think he talked to Sam Laterna about it. Maybe we could... Uh, tossing the audio at the end of this of uh, him speaking with Sam last month. AC, is it possible to get a word with you? Yeah, of course. Anything for you, Sam. I wanted to discuss uh, the nature in which you've defended the Limitless Wrestling title since becoming champion. You've chosen open challenges, defeating both Ichiban and Brad Hollister. Yeah, sure. Like I said earlier, you know, um, I didn't think I was going to be back here, you know. But, you know, I am back here. And I am the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. So it doesn't matter if it's an open challenge or someone I've wrestled before or someone I haven't wrestled. I'm gonna be the fighting champion Limitless deserves. Absolutely, and Limitless has so many venerable competitors on our roster. What about Big Beef? What about Beef? Romero's been on this streak right now of the open challenges, and it started with Ichiban, and then it went to Brad Hollister, and now this really feels like a whole new level with Slade. Anything goes. It's definitely something in Slade's wheelhouse to have the uh, rules thrown out the window and to be able to do whatever he wants to get the win. So uh, I hope that Romero did not put himself into trouble here with the third defense coming up on December 3rd. And you can you imagine a world where Slade is your world champion? I mean, talk about unpredictable, Randy. That would be uh, I don't I don't even know what to say about that. It'd be chaotic to to put it uh, lightly. I think it would be the biggest change in pace that the championship scene has ever seen in Limitless Wrestling. Yeah, just short of like uh, either Sydney Bacabella or uh, John Alba being the world champion, I guess. Yeah, but I think I'd feel a little differently about Slade than the other two. Hmm. Both they're, they're all dangerous in their own ways. Own ways, Randy. I'll just put you it had the, you met John Alba for the very first time this weekend. I I, I, I did. We're going to get to that in our new section. We talk about uh, your very first Limitless Wrestling World Champion. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But yeah, so Ace Romero Slade, chaotic as as we talked about. Uh, Workhorseman versus Above the Rest. We talked about that before. We'll um, Becca versus Kylie Ray. I think did we talk about that last time out, or was it just Kylie Ray? I that believe we that we did because I think we had I think we had three matches announced at that point. It was Becca Kylie, it was the workhorseman above the rest tag, and then the next match that we're gonna talk about Brian Keith and Desmond Cole. That's right. Brian Keith and uh and Des Cole. So Brian Keith again making his return north to uh to Maine, uh, second appearance of the year, the first being the unsuccessful the challenge of then world champion Alec Price. But yeah, Des uh, and and he's <laughs> He's got the Bufa man, Des Cole, in action against him. So that should be uh that should be an interesting clash of styles, demeanors, attitudes. And yeah, Des Cole looking to keep his uh his awesome 2022 uh, limitless rookie year going. And Brian Keith looking to make a statement, probably a little pissed off after uh his uh, his last appearance in May not being a successful one. Since we last spoke, uh Ryan Mooney was announced that he was gonna be making his Return to Limitless Wrestling again, the first time since I believe April, if I remember right, in a, in a multi-man uh, affair. And he uh, he also was he just made his uh, AEW debut, Rampage, uh, the Dark Tapings before Rampage, Friday of Full Gear Weekend. 
and he is taking on Rip Bison. So again, Grind Showcase. So this is a, um, a showcase match for, of course, uh, Pro Wrestling Grind promotion down in. Where is it based out of Massachusetts? East Hampton, Massachusetts. They've run in a few spots, but the Pulaski Club is where they call home. Uh, it really brings a whole new feel of uh, of an independent wrestling company, I would say, to the Northeast. So uh, I love what they've been doing so far. Um, there, there's a lot of the same team members as there are in Limitless Wrestling that are uh, getting pro wrestling grind off the ground and moving forward. And uh, now we're going to see uh, Rip Bison, who is, you know, uh, I, I would say one of the success stories in Limitless Wrestling over the past couple of years, who is someone who really had it, found an opportunity, they took it and they ran with it. They, they really made something of it. And uh, Ripper's going one-on-one, like you said, with Ryan Mooney here. And uh, we'll pull it back a little bit. This is something that kind of came to fruition based on some comments from Anthony Green recently, which uh, let, let's just plug them in here, Josh. Let's plug in the comments from AG with Sam Letourne, and then we'll talk about this match a little more. AG, why'd you do that to Rip tonight? Why did I do that to Why He stuck his nose in my business, Sam. I'm done with him. I beat him. He can go wrestle in front of his uh, his 50 fans at Pro Wrestling Grind. I don't care. That's a joke. Rip Bison, you are a joke. I am a professional wrestler. Limitless Wrestling is where professional wrestlers come to show what they can do. To show up and show out. Something you haven't done in a very long time. I have to go. The car's running. Hope that was enough for you. These two aren't getting along right now when it comes to to Ripper and uh, and AG, and we'll see what uh yeah we'll see what the uh, the Rabbit Honey Badger uh has to do come uh, come in December third. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan Mooney in a singles capacity. Um, uh, it never fails when like guys are getting suggested all the time by numerous wrestlers or people involved with the promotion. Hey, like we really need to. Need to see this guy in a singles capacity. Need to see what this guy can do. Need to show everybody what this guy can do. Uh, Ryan Mooney's been getting that love from many people involved with Limitless Wrestling uh, for the past few months since his debut, as you said, back in April. So to finally have the opportunity to cut this guy loose and having it be a pro wrestling grind showcase, uh, it, it feels like the perfect storm for a really fun matchup. That's right. And also perfect storm where the, the uh, reuniting or uh, for the first time, I guess in limitless, you could say the uniting of Channing Thomas world-class and Sydney Bacabella. We talked about that. And Randy, we got the first ever world classic challenge coming to Yarmouth, Maine. Let's talk about this. Sydney Bacabella and Channing Thomas going to open things up here. And uh, I think Sydney really just trying to get Channing Thomas on the right track. It's been a tough couple months and, and it's been well documented on this podcast, but leaving prestigious uh not by his own volition even though we kind of kind of felt it coming with Channing that things were going to go haywire but John Alba flipping the switch on him kicking him out of the group and Channing was able to flourish when that happened uh he had the match of his career with Anthony Green he was able to get to the finals of the 2022 Vacation Land Cup and then it's been downhill from there so Sidney Bacabella returning to the territory for the first time geez in nearly about a year I believe and uh, this package is now coming to Limitless Wrestling and hopefully bringing Channing Thomas to success. So uh, we'll see what Sydney can do here. This is set up by Sydney. It's the World Classic. It's an open invitational challenge. And uh, Channing Thomas is going to try to showcase why he is a world-class athlete on his way to the top of Limitless Wrestling. But as we always say, Josh, you need wins at the end of the day to keep moving up the ladder. 
All right, and Randy, also BRG is on this show, and I understand there's a little bit of a stipulation with this, and BRG, of course, facing Andy Brown, the hard-hitting Andy Brown, who's making his return to Limitless Wrestling after debuting in that four-way a couple months ago. And, of course, uh, he was supposed to compete at uh, October's Fresh Blood, but he got COVID the week before. Bad, bad luck there. Bad timing there. But he's coming back with a vengeance, and he is coming to take on BRG. And there's a, a little bit of a stipulation courtesy of Mac Daniels, right? This is some news that we didn't exactly touch on for Dirty Laundry, but uh, BRG scheduled for action. And not only is he scheduled for action, but uh, he'll be competing against someone that Mac Daniels, the Let's Wrestle champion, is able to select as his opponent. And if BRG can win, he's got a title match set with the main attraction, Mac Daniels. If he loses, however, he can no longer challenge for the championship as long as Daniels is champion. So Hmm. high stakes for BRG. If BRG is unsuccessful, we're not going to be waiting two, three, four months while Daniels is on vacation or on a cruise or whatever to defend this championship. Mac Daniels will be right back in Yarmouth in January, and we're going to figure out who the number one contender will be if it is not BRG. So uh, Mac Daniels is going to get to work with some Let's Wrestle Championship defenses as long as he can hold this championship. Boy, you had a little, I uh, got a little bass in that voice talking about Mac Daniels, Randy. It sounds like you're, uh, I think you and Johnny Torres maybe sound like getting a little bit frustrated with your champion. With Mac, of course. Uh, I don't know how you couldn't be. I mean, the shit that he pulled that we that we talked about a few weeks ago with uh, holding his appearance at the, a fundraiser event up in the air because BRG was going to get a match at Fresh Blood. A little uh, unbecoming of a champion, I would say. But uh, you can't take anything away from Daniels. He's very talented. We saw it on display with the defense against Mortar, uh, chasing forever. But... Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm i a little sick of the dude's attitude. So, again, let's run down the current card one last time. Limitless Wrestling World Champion Ace Romero versus Slade in no DQ match. The workhorse from taking on above the rest. Becca against Kylie Ray. Brian Keith against Desmond Cold. Channing Thomas, of course, with the one and only Sydney Bacabella in the first ever World Classic Challenge. BRG versus Andy Brown. Rip Bison versus Ryan Mooney. Big Beef in action. And all types of other stuff as well. It's going to be a great set for Saturday, December 3rd. Dirty Laundry coming to you right live, as always, from Yarmouth, Maine. If you can't be there, IWTV. Watch it live. Talk about High Strung coming up on uh, just a few weeks later after that. uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve, Worcester, Massachusetts, the White Eagles Hall. All tickets available, of course, on shopiwtv.com. It is a difference, not uh, just a limitless show. all types of wrestling going on as part of the restable that weekend, the event will also stream live on IWTV if for some reason you cannot make it, as will, of course, Dirty Laundry as well. And a few things that have been announced for this, uh, we've talked about before. Kevin Blackwood versus Anthony Henry. That is going to be uh, violence personified. Of course, returning mass old Mike McCarthy. Jody Threat has been announced for the card. And this one, Randy, this was uh, something that really stood out to me. For the first time since losing the Limitless Wrestling World title at Chasing Forever, Former champion, second longest reigning champion of all time, Alec Price is back in a limitless ring. I don't know what he's got planned, but uh, you know he had such an impact over uh, over uh, limitless wrestling this year. It's uh, it's good to see him back, but also very unpredictable what his uh, next moves are. Yeah, this is going to be the first time that we've seen him back since September, since losing to Ace Romero. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where Alec Price is at and what. He really looks to accomplish moving forward in Limitless Wrestling. Who's in his sights? And I have to assume 
getting back to the championship is number one on the list. But Alex in an interesting position now. It's, it's the first time in a long time that he has not been on top. And I think it's always intriguing how you handle that moving forward. And of course, Randy, I probably should have mentioned Alec Price is taking on Mike McCarthy on the show. The masshole Mike McCarthy making his return. So that should be a, a wild affair. We'll talk more about that uh, over the next couple weeks. And also a couple new additions to the car as well. Ava making uh, her return. And Mo Jabari will be on the show as, as well. Kid Chocolate, who uh, recently debuted in the Rings of Limitless. And will, uh, a lot of people uh, loved his debut. And he'll be returning to Limitless coming up on December 31st. More about that, obviously, in the weeks to come. As you mentioned, every event that weekend is going to be streaming on IWTV. And if you wanted to get, there's still some combo tickets out there. And these are these are combo tickets for every single event of the weekend. So if you're looking to make an entire weekend out of this and hit the entire festival, I do believe that there, I think it's under 20 now, but there are some combo tickets still remaining. And of course, uh, you can just buy your Limitless Wrestling ticket as well. If you want the individual, shop IWTV.com. All right, Randy, with talking about all that, let's get to my interview with one of the big stars of the year, one of the uh, emerging stars, I should say, Big Bufa, Desmond Cole. Talked for about 20 minutes about all types of stuff. Really fun interview, and looking forward to having you listen to that right now. Limitless does not have uh, a Rookie of the Year award, but I would say that if they did, the front runner would be my guest at this time. He is a man that has burst on the scene in Limitless in, in, a, in a fashion that uh, a lot of people have not seen in quite some time. And he has a big match coming up at Dirty Laundry, taking on Brian Keith, the big boofa, Desmond Coles here. Des, thanks for taking some time. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is uh, an honor to be here. Well, this is uh, you know Randy and I were uh, we're talking about some potential guests, and uh, the first one that came to list was you because, uh, and I'm not just saying that either you were that you were actually the top one because you've uh, like I said, when it comes to limitless, you have really you've just burst on the scene. You came through. You've been in a bunch of different types of matches, and you know most importantly, the fans have really taken you. And uh, you know sometimes it takes them a while to. You warm up to to new talents and all that stuff, but really from the get go, man, they have uh they've really taken you, really like you a lot. Uh, honestly, it's it's been like a very like humbling experience. Um, this is like a place that I've like been wanting to be at for such a long time. So I just knew that when I got that opportunity, no matter how nervous I was, like I had to capitalize. And like, who knew if I I didn't I didn't know if I was gonna come back. I don't know if it was a one off thing. So I knew that. I needed to um, maximize my opportunity and just, you know, interact with them as much as I could so they can remember me at least. And it worked. And honestly, like I, I have a place for them in my heart now. And every time I'm out there, I, I can feel like I can feel the energy. I feel the love. It's just a different vibe when I'm over there. Yeah. So, well, uh, so I'm, a lot of people may not know kind of your, your backstory. Cause you know, obviously with any promotions, they don't necessarily have TV to get into a lot of like, you know, promos and, and, you know, just kind of really learn who, uh, who is, who is on their screen. So let's talk about your backstory a little bit. How'd you, how'd you first get into wrestling? And uh, I guess we'll kind of start from there. What was your gateway in and, and, uh, where'd you train and all that good stuff. Let's get that background first. So about, about like around 2017 like early 2017 uh i was like i never knew uh, i could become like a wrestler it, honestly it was something like i've always loved 
since I was a kid, and I just didn't know how to get into it. So, like, one of my buddies, like, uh, I, used to, I used to be into, like, filming and, like, doing, like, comedy skits and stuff like that. And I, and I wanted to, like, do, like, a wrestling, like, episode. And one of my, like, my buddy's brothers was like, hey, like, I know this guy, like, he has a ring. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so then they brought me, like, to this uh to this place and there was a ring and like i stepped in there and i was like wow this is this is like a childhood dream for me so then after that like i kind of like just threw everything i was doing out at that moment decided that i wanted to pursue wrestling and uh i found a school um at the time it was like ftw uh i trained there uh, i trained with uh joe ocasio um my dude kono capuccio who's helped me with so much and uh and grim reefer so like all of that, like, and they, they, that's when I really like signed up and I started to, um, yeah, I just started like doing stuff with them like a lot. And they showed me a lot, especially Kono. Uh, I go to him for everything. So even to this day, like if I, if I think something doesn't look right, I always show it to him. He gives me the best advice. And yeah, I did. Uh, I've been, I've been now going at it since like, I want to say, yeah, August, 2017 is when I started. Not bad. So five years in and you're from New York area. Uh, and so you've been primarily before you came to Limitless, uh, would fans see you basically, basically on like you know, New York, Connecticut indies or wherever, where else have you worked? Uh, so yeah, before Limitless, it was, I was working pretty much around like New York area, Jersey, uh, Philly, um, yeah, Connecticut, like all those places. And then like when I got on to Limitless, um a bunch of like my opportunities expanded and now like i'm all over like the new england territory now that's where i'm there i'm there a lot uh like wrestling for beyond and obviously limitless chaotic uh, i do like yeah it's it's been it's been crazy yeah would you say that has this been the well obviously you know the pandemic kind of threw stuff off but would you say this you know career-wise has been your your best uh yet uh, absolutely. This is, I, I say it all the time. This is literally like has been the best year of my life and my career. Like it's, it's it just like, it, it sounds so cliche when they're like, Oh, this, in the blink of an eye, it's it, it just like, in a snap, like things can change. And like, after coming on like to limitless, a lot of things changed for me. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What, what changed for you? Did you find that you were, was it more a confidence thing? Was it just more exposure? Or what, what changed for you after you started in Limitless earlier this year? Uh, a lot. Honestly, what changed was, yeah, it was, it was the confidence thing. Uh, it was the exposure. Uh, I literally, like, how, how do I put it? I just, like, I got a bigger drive. Like, even in the gym and, like, in training, like, it just drove me. Because like, then, like, I felt, like, a good sense of pressure, you know what I mean? So, like, I was just like, all right, if I'm here now, I have to keep pushing the envelope and I have to keep like coming up with new things, uh, you know, to keep myself relevant or keep people interested in me. So like that, that is literally like what, like this has done for me and, and it continues to do for me because I'm, I'm doing like a lot of big things uh, now and I still don't even like realize it at times until like I really sit down and be like, damn, like this year has been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, you know, your style, uh, is energetic. I think that is, uh, uh, definitely without a doubt, you've a flyer, um, shown some mat work as well. What, you know, going back to when you kind of first started and, 
some inspirations now you've kind of done this. Who do you turn to um, in terms of like, I would say you want to have your in-ring style follow, but are there any like inspirations that that when you uh, watch wrestling, you're like, I'd love to incorporate some of this, some inspirations for you? Um, So I, I'm going to, I'm going to add, add in like another thing. So yeah, I turned to people, but I forgot to mention, I was uh, a 10 year competitive hip hop and break dancer. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So I did that a lot. And, uh, when it comes to certain things I do, I know it's like super corny, but I turned to like video games. Like, um, I don't know if you are, you're familiar with like Tekken, like the fighting game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Eddie Gordo is, uh, <laughs> capoeira which like i'm trained in capoeira as well so i i look towards like eddie gordo and uh and stuff he does in the video games to try and incorporate in my in my wrestling style now if we're going off of like who it's weird because people i have idolized growing up are nothing like how i perform at times it's like like randy orton is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time no kidding and uh it's yeah it's crazy um i love randy orton i love eddie guerrero um Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle is a big one for me. Uh, and obviously The Rock was a huge one. And uh, inspiration-wise, like, uh, Brian Danielson was a big one, too. No kidding. Huh. So, yeah, Capoeira, is, it's interesting because uh, I've also in the past trained martial arts, jiu-jitsu, and uh, kickboxing and things like that. But Capoeira is one that you don't see. You see, you randomly will hear people that are have trained in it and are, are very good at it, but it's not like a... Um, it's not like a mainstream type of thing, but you hear like, especially, you know, Brazil fighters and things like that, but I can completely see that with you, with, with your, uh, your style. And again, the, um, uh, you mentioned like, you know, the hip hopping hip hop and, and, and that, that train that you had, I mean, from your intros, you can tell, and just how, uh, you know, light on your feet you are and, and your movements, I can definitely see where cap wear would, uh, would help out quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, I, I do get, agree with you though. Like I, you don't really see much of it being like performed like that, which I don't get it because uh, honestly, like Capoeira is like yoga fighting <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is like, it, it helps, like it helps, you know, how flexible you are and stuff like that. And plus like growing up, my mother forced me and put me in ballet and it made me live it at the time, but I thank her now. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, Brian Danielson earlier. I was just listening to a, an older interview with him uh, today, and he was talking about how you know when when younger um, wrestlers will ask him, "What else can I do outside of the in ring, outside of training in the ring to to be a better wrestler?" And his suggestion was to take up some sort of martial arts, be it jujitsu, uh, muay thai, something like that, where. You can just, even if you don't incorporate it in, you can get used to, in those matches where you're actually kind of, you're trying to be in a real fight, it actually can help you out quite a bit. So it's interesting you mentioned that uh, Danielson is a, is a big influence of yours or someone you like quite a bit. And that, you know, again, he, he is a, he's a big proponent of adding different types of martial arts in. So uh, I think you're on a good track, put it that way. Eventually when you get in the ring with a one day, it does. Oh my God, dude, that would, that would be a dream. <laughs> you never know. You never know, right? Especially in this in, in 2022 and in, in, in this day and age of wrestling, yeah, you really do never know. <laughs> anything can happen. Anything can happen. So anything can happen. Obviously in Limitless, and again, you've been uh, in Limitless uh, since I, was it April? Do I remember that right? That was when you made your debut for Limitless. Yeah, yeah, yeah April. All right, so you get the call, and let's uh, so you fi- let, let's go because uh, go back to like when you first got the call. 
that you were going to be in this uh, multi-man match. What? Tell me what your emotions were. Oh, this is perfect. I can tell you exactly what I was doing. Uh, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with my friends, and uh, I hadn't seen him in so long. I was just catching up with him. And uh, he asked me, and I swear on my mother's soul, he asked me um, how wrestling was going. And I was like, oh, you know, it's going good. Uh, at that time, uh, a video of mine that I casually just put out, it blew up on Twitter. And it was me doing like a pop-up rock bottom. So me and him were just talking about that. And then um, I got, a, uh, I got like a, a tweet from like a, like a tweet DM. And I saw the Limbless profile picture. And I looked at him. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> So I looked and he was like, hey, man, uh, are you available for this and this? And I was like, yeah. I dropped my phone and I was speechless for like a quick second. And um, my friend was like, yo, what's good with you? And I turned, he's a wrestling fan, and I turned the phone and I showed him and he like freaked out. And like I, at that moment, I didn't even care like that I was in public. I like like literally audibly like yelled. I was like, yo, I was like, let's go. <laughs> and uh, I was just like so hyped because I messaged um, – it was crazy because, like, I think I was a year in. I still didn't really know much, and I messaged him was like, "Hey, do you guys have any spot on the card for me?" And obviously, I I think uh, definitely wasn't ready around that time. So when years later, when I got this like message, like I I was just uh, like delighted. Like I, I don't know, like, I'm still speechless about it, and and that's why like when it comes back to like how the fans are and, and the fact that I get to keep coming back, and now that I get to have like. This, this is like a real serious dream match for me. Like this match with Brian Keith, like uh, I love his work. So to get in this match with him, like I'm very, very excited. I'm happy to see people are like excited. Yeah. And knowing, um, you know, knowing Randy as well as I have for the past few years and, and uh, you know, obviously you're getting it on pretty well too, is he, uh, he's been a big believer in you from the start. I mean, he seems, he had mentioned, I think when, when you first, first got announced, yeah, he was talking about how he had seen clips of you. And he just, there's something about it where he's just like, I, I really, I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, and I was immediately like, okay, well, let's bring him in. And often what he does with younger guys, he'll bring him in, uh, younger talents, he'll bring them in in a multi-person match. Just to kind of, you'll get a gauge of what the, what they're all about. And yeah, he brought you back, uh, what, that next month at the acting up. And, and uh, you got your first victory uh, in the University Rules match, no less against Brad Cashew. So that was a lot of fun. And then... Uh, you were able to uh, qualify for the VLC, which is uh, obviously one of Limitless's big tournaments, and pick up a win over Aaron Rourke. That has to that confidence level. I'm always curious. Um, it has to feel good when somebody, especially when you're a younger guy like yourself, and really getting this this kind of great opportunity. It must feel good for someone to have that much confidence in you. That's outside of your your normal circle, you know. Absolutely. Um... You know, I, I'm somebody who I still like, I still deal with like confidence issues, which is weird, <laughs> but like I, for some reason, like I think about that a lot. That's like really funny you said that. I think about like, it's crazy that like somebody who doesn't even know me from a hole in the wall and just seen stuff of me was like, yeah, like this guy. So like, let's, let me help him out. And like the fact that he put his hand out like that and, and, um, and brought me in, like I, I can always be forever like thankful and grateful for that. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, confidence issues. That's uh that's common with, with performers of in any genre. Like I think from the outside, the public can see like they see the performance, wrestling, acting, any of this stuff, and they're a professional athlete and they're like, Oh, this this makes it look easy. But you know, I think more and more people understand that there's real human beings doing this and they they put pressure on themselves to perform and 
you know, there's a lot of shit that happens outside that, that affects stuff. So yeah, you're, you're not the only one that, that deals with that. That's uh, I'm, I'm glad you actually, you know, said that publicly and feel comfortable doing that. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't shy away from that. Like, um, I always like to say that professional wrestling, I feel like is just as much as a mental game as it is physical. And, uh, yeah, no, that's no joke. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go into kind of what what helped get you here uh, when it comes up to this match coming against Brian Keith. Yeah, you picked up the the uh, record victory, Des, at Fresh Blood, picking up the win over Channing Thomas. Obviously, he was uh, he was beating you up there before the match, and but you came back in, surprised him, and that was uh, coming off obviously the shoot your shot uh, match, which you you won in a four way there, and then Brian Keith returning back to. Limitless for the first time since uh, I believe it might have been April uh, or something like that against uh, when he challenged then champion Alec Price, and you said this is a dream match for you. Let's talk about this. Brian Keith coming up this Saturday. Tell tell us all about what you're feeling. Um, honestly, I'm I am so excited. Uh, I've been busting my ass like to to put on a, an amazing performance, and like I ever since I've seen Brian Keith, like I've been like, yo, this guy is like so dope. And uh, I've been watching his stuff for a while now. And, yeah, he's, like, another one. He just, like, innovates himself. And, like, it comes off as this, like, insanely unique. Like, you won't – you don't see anybody, like, like Brian Keith on the Indies, like, at all. Like, or, like, in wrestling. And I think that's why people resonate with him so well is because, like, he literally is in a league of his own. So, like and, – and, you know, not – you know, not even the two-mile horn, but that, that's what I've been hearing about me. So that's why when I – when I when I'm thinking about having two unique styles clash in this match, like that's what makes me like so excited. Like that's why I can't wait for it to happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just it's just, it's just so it's just so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So he's a I think he holds like four titles right now in Texas. Like he's a champion all over the place. So the uh, the other opportunity here is uh, obviously going up against a guy like this that. You know, clips get out there. People are able to see it on IWTV and so on and so forth that, you know, that up opens up opportunities for fans of his that are watching. Be like, hey, let's bring Des Cole to Texas. Right. I mean, who th- these yeah, these yeah. Uh, these opportunities, man, it's awesome because it gives you. Yeah, it gives you more exposure to other fan bases. And they're just like, huh, we want to see this guy here. Maybe, you know, uh, when you're I feel like when you're an independent wrestler and you're slightly on the rise, I always like to say it's like a it's like a my career mode in your video game. So like you got to <laughs> You gotta you gotta make good impressions so you can go to this spot, and then after that, so you can keep growing. You gotta go to this spot and just get higher and higher and higher until like you have made your name for yourself and you're marketable. That's right. So coming up on uh, on Saturday again, uh, Desmond Cole versus Brian Keith. All types of other action here. I did want to ask you about one other thing too, and hopefully this is a match we'll see uh, at some point in a limitless wrestling ring. You and Alec Price, and you uh, got into it a little bit with him at the. Uh, one of the VLC qualifier matches, and, and while he was still champion, and you know, kind of turned him, and he was on my, on uh, on commentary, and and uh, it was nice little kind of some breadcrumbs. I know you've thrown out some tweets there or something like that. I'm I'm uh, I'm hoping. I think a lot of Limitless fans are hoping that eventually we'll get that match someday. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm hoping too. He this dude just doesn't answer. Like he doesn't <laughs> doesn't say anything. I don't know, man. I uh, I haven't seen him really since all this has went down. Uh, I don't even know if he's even going to be a dirty laundry, but he knows where I am in the locker room. He's in, he doesn't know where I am in the ring. But hey, I'm going against somebody that he's also been took into the limits by. And what other better thing to do, no disrespect, than to beat Brian Keith and prove that I'm exactly in the same league as Alex Price. Exactly. So like, we're, 
like another pro, you know, I've heard this a lot too, or it's like Alec was another rookie who came in that, that really shocked a lot of people. So it's like, I, I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he's intimidating that I'm doing the same thing. I don't, I don't know, but all I know is like, he knows where I am. You know, he, social media is a thing. He hasn't, he hasn't contact, hasn't said a single thing. So all, all I can think at that point is he's scared. So, well, hopefully you get to see that happen uh, very soon in Limitless. And, but we are looking forward to it. Brian Key taking on Desmond Cole. First time ever match. And yeah, looking forward to that and uh, seeing what else you do in your limitless career. Des Cole, thanks so much. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. So we talked about Dirty Laundry. We talked about High Strong. And Randy, it's time to talk about one other person before we go. Someone that was alluded to earlier. The Limitless Wrestling World Champion, the very first one, MJF, is now the AEW World Champion after his victory over John Moxley at Full Gear this past weekend. I was in attendance there. John Alba was there. I met John for the very first time, which is crazy because we <laughs> we're in the, we finally met inside this giant venue when we've been inside the Yarmouth Amvets multiple times before. But as I told him before, he was all, either in character or the last time he had the appearance, he had this line, and I, I just wanted to kind of let him have his moment and all that stuff. And we finally had our moment in uh, Newark, New Jersey, of all places, this past weekend. But MJF having his moment, the uh, AEW World Champion, quite a quite a deal there. And any any thoughts on your uh, inaugural champion uh, hitting the big time finally? I mean, Max would tell you that he's always known this was coming. Uh, he's always said that he was going to be a world champion and be at the top of the sport. And he's done it, man. And and Max, you commented on it as well. Like, he's in crazy physical condition right now, biggest he's ever been in his life. And um, had the biggest match he's ever had in his life against John Moxley for the AW World Championship. Uh, pains me to say, but it's cool to see, man. Uh, MJF... Uh, as much as he talks shit, he's a hard worker, and uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's crazy to see, though. It, it really is from from where he's taken everything. Uh, you know, meeting him, fuck. I, I think it was the end of 2016, early 2017. It was at uh, a studio taping at the North Andover uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, and um, I don't know. I I, I think sometimes you see people on uh, the independents in a small level, and Obviously, uh, people are going to show promise and you think people are going to have a big uh, career for themselves if they keep at it. But you never really know until you see it happen. And, and MJF, uh, he was able to take it to the top. And uh, congratulations to him, the AEW world champion. It's got to feel good. Yeah, I remember he he got injured while he was kind of involved in an angle with you. And he still he still showed up at the Portland club. It was like sitting, I think he did commentary. If I remember his arm was in a sling. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. He's like still showing up and like being involved and in, in being there. And I was just, that was kind of, kind of just stood out to me. Cause I remember seeing him there and he had a, that was my first time kind of hearing of him to be honest. And, and then it was, you could just tell something was, a little different there and a little bit uh he he was kind of in he kind of knew who he was i guess or at least his character and i know there's not a lot of uh difference between the two depending on, on who you talk to but he was uh yeah he, he just you tell that there was something there and what has happened since then is uh is pretty remarkable pretty crazy yeah it's been uh an insane ride for mjf and now uh i think it's really just beginning with this championship win Limitless Wrestling featured on uh, Maine Magazine's website this week. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, that was awesome to see. Uh, I woke up this morning to that. It was a article from Olivia Ryder, um, editor's picks for uh, this week on the main magazine website. And there's a there's a little like three or four paragraph piece on Limitless Wrestling and uh, their experience at one of our live events from earlier this year. So check that out on the main mag website. That'll be up for the week. And uh, I think we shared it on all of our socials as well. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. Well, I mean, we've pre the card. We've talked to one of the, the big uh, proponents of the card, one of the big uh, participants, rather, of the show. And I think that we're going to call it good. Coming up this weekend, obviously, social media, LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Let's Wrestle 207 on Twitter. If you are following along there, Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter, Josh Nason on Twitter. Of course, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. Again, if you're buying tickets for... Uh, dirty laundry coming up. They'll be waiting at the door for you, or there might be some at the door, but don't wait. If you're going to go, just go buy your tickets now, secure your spot and see the final limitless show in Maine of 2022. Can you believe it? So we're on to dirty laundry and for Randy Carver, I'm Josh Nason until next time be limitless.